Jaya Radha Madhava Kunja Bihari Jaya Radha Madhava Kunja Bihari Jaya Gopi Janavala Pagiri Badhari Jaya Gopi Janavala Pagiri Badhari Ya soda nandana rajajamaranam Ya soda nandana rajajamaranam Jamuna tiravana chari Jamuna Tirabana Chari Jaya Radha Madhava Kunja Bihari Kunja Bihari Jaya Radha Madhava Kunja Bihari Jaya Vishnupad Paramahamsa Parirajika Charya Astotara Satasisi Madhis Divine Grace AC Bhakti Vedanta Swami Maharaj Srila Prabhupada Ki Ananda Kodi Vaishnava Vrindiki Nama Chaja Srila Haridas Thakuriki Prince of the Holy Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Siyadvaita Gadadhara Siva Sadigora Bhakta Vrindiki Jai Sisi Radha Krishna Kupakupinatha Shama Kunda Radha Kundigiri Govadana Ki Si Vrindavan Dham Ki Si Mayapurana Pajwit Dham Ki Si Purushutam Tetra Ki Sri Ganga Mai Ki Jai, Sri Jabuna Mai Ki Jai, Bhakti Devi Ki Jai, Tulsi Devi Maharani Ki Jai, Haridam Sanketana Ki Jai, Nittai Gora Premanandi. All glories to the Assembly of the Vaitis. All glories to the Assembly of the Vaitis. All glories to the Assembly of the Vaitis. All glories to Sri Sri Guru and Gauranga. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. I'm on Mishpada, I guess we'll start with this one, please jump. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya 
Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Reading from Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 7, The Science of God. Chapter 1, The Supreme Lord is equal to everyone. Text number 26, is it? Okay. Tasma. I have to put some light on this. <clears throat> the um ah, there we go, that's better. Oh, now I can read it. It's a sign of old age. Tasmad Vairanu Bandhena. Niravairena bhayena va Snehat kamena vayunjyat Katanchin nikshate pritak Tasmat vairanu bandhena Niravairena bhayena va Snehat kamena vayunjyat Katanjin nikshate pritak Tasmat Vairana Bandena Vayunjat Katanchin Nikshate Pritak Tasmat Vairana Bandena Nirvairena Bhayena Va Snehat Kamena Vayunjat Tasmat 
chin nikshate pritak. Okay, ladies. Tasmat vairanu bandena. Nirvairena bhayena va. Snehat kamena vayunjat. Katanchin nikshate pritakt. Tasmat vairanu bandena. Nirvairena bhayena va. Snehat kamena vayunjat. Gatam jin nikshate pritak. Tasmat. Therefore, vaira anubandena. By constant enmity. Nirvairena. By devotion, bhayena, <coughs> by fear, va, or, snehat, from affection, kamena, by lusty desires, va, or, yunjat, one should concentrate, katanjit. Somehow, or other, na, not, ikshate, sees, pritak, something else. Therefore, by enmity or by devotional service, by fear, by affection or by lusty desire, by all of these or any one of them, if a conditioned soul somehow or other concentrates his mind upon the Lord, the result is the same. For the Lord, because of his blissful position, is never affected by enmity or friendship. Mm. Purport. From this verse, one should not conclude that because Krishna is unaffected by favourable prayers or unfavourable blasphemy, one should therefore blaspheme the Supreme Lord. <laughs> this is not the regulative principle. Bhakti yoga means anukulyena krishnanu shilanam. One should serve Krishna very favorably. This is the real injunction. Here it is said that although an enemy thinks of Krishna unfavorably, the Lord is unaffected by such anti-devotional service. Thus he offers his benedictions even to Sishupal and similarly inimical conditioned souls. This does not mean, however, that one should be inimical toward the Lord. The stress is given to the favourable execution of devotional service, not the purposeful blasphemy of the Lord 
it is said. Nindan Bhagavata Srinvams Tat Parasya Janasyava Tato Na Poeti Yasopi Yat Yadha Sukride Chutaha My glass is dirty, maybe that's a problem. You know, it looks like this room has got plenty of light in it, but actually it's not. It's very it's quite dark. Mm, okay, that's a little bit better. Okay. One who hears blasphemy of the Supreme Personality of Godhead or his devotees should immediately take action or should leave. Otherwise, he will be put into hellish life perpetually. There are many such injunctions. Therefore, as a regulative principle, one should not be unfavorable toward the Lord, but always favorably inclined toward him. Sushupal's achievement of oneness with the Supreme Lord was different because Jaya and Vijaya, from the very beginning of their material existence, were ordained to treat the Lord, the Supreme Lord, as an enemy for three lives and then return home back to Godhead. Jaya and Vijaya inwardly knew that Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead, but they purposely became his enemies to be delivered from material life. From the very beginning of their lives, they thought of Lord Krishna as an enemy, and even though blaspheming Lord Krishna, they chanted the holy name of Krishna constantly, along with their inimical thoughts. Thus, they were purified because of chanting the holy name of Krishna. It is to be understood that even a blasphemer can be freed from sinful activities by chanting the holy name of the Lord. Certainly, therefore, freedom is assured for a devotee who is always favourable to the service of the Lord. This will be clear from the following verse. By rapt attention fixed upon Krishna, one is purified, and thus one is delivered from material life. Srila Vishwanath Chakravati Tako has very nicely explained the word bhayena, which means by fear. When the gopis went to Krishna in the dead of night, they certainly feared chastisement by their relatives, their husbands, brothers and fathers. But nonetheless, not caring for their relatives, they went to Krishna. There was certainly fear. But this fear could not check their devotional service to Krishna. One should not mistakenly think that Lord Krishna must be worshipped by an inimical attitude like that of Sushupal. The injunction is anukulyasyagrahanam pratikulyasyavarajanam. One should give up unfavorable activities and accept only favorable conditions in devotional service. Generally, if one blasphemes the Supreme Personality of Godhead, he is punished. As the Lord says in Bhagavad Gita, chapter 16, text 19, Tanaham dvishata kruran samsareshu 
Naradaman Chipamya Jasram Ashubhan Asureshveva Yonishu. There are many such injunctions. One should not try to worship Krishna unfavorably, otherwise, he must be punished, at least for one life, to be purified. As one should not try to be killed by embracing an enemy, a tiger or a snake, one should not blaspheme the Supreme Personality of Godhead and become his enemy in order to be put into hellish life. The purpose of this verse is to emphasize that even the enemy of the Lord can be delivered, not to speak of his friend. Srila Madhavacharya also says in many ways that one should not blaspheme Lord Vishnu through one's mind, words or actions, for a blasphemer will go to hellish life along with his forefathers. Kamana manasavacha yodvishyad vishnum avyayam majanti pitarastasya narake shasvati samaha. In Bhagavad Gita, chapter 16, text 19 to 20, the Lord says, Tanaham vishita kruran samsareshu naradaman. Kripam yajasram asuban asuresh vevi yonishu asurim yonum apana muda janmani janmani mam aprap yaiva kunteya tato yantyadamam kutim. Those who are envious and mischievous, who are the lowest among men, are cast by me into the ocean of material existence into various demoniac species of life. Attaining repeated birth amongst the species of demoniac life, such persons can never approach me. Gradually they sink down to the most abominable type of existence. One who blasphemes the Lord is put into a family of asuras, in which there is every chance of forgetting the service of the Lord. Lord Krishna further states, in Bhagavad Gita, chapter 9, text 11 and 12, Avajananti Mamudha, Manushim Tanamasritam, Parambhavam Ajananto, Mamabhuta Maheshvaram. Mudhas, rascals, blaspheme the Supreme Lord because he appears exactly like a human being. They do not know the unlimited opulence of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Mogasa Mogakamanu, Mogagana Vichetasaha, Rakshashim Asurim Chaiva Prakritim Mohinim Sritaha. Anything done by those who have taken the attitude of enemies will be baffled. Mogasaha. If these enemies try to be liberated or to merge into the existence of Brahman, if they desire to be elevated to the higher planetary system, says Kamis, or even if they desire to return home back to Godhead, they will certainly be baffled. As for Harajakashipu, although he was extremely inimical toward the Supreme Personality of Godhead, he always thought of his son, who was a great devotee. 
Therefore, by the grace of his son, Pallad Maharaj, Hiranyakashipu was also delivered by the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Hiranyakashipuschapi Bhagavan Nindaya Tamaha Vivakshur Atyagat Shuno Pladasyanu Bhavataha. The conclusion is that one should give oh sorry, is that one should not give up pure devotional service. For one's own benefit, one should not imitate Hiranyakashipu or Sishupal. This is not the way to achieve success. Om Ajnana Timirandasya Gyananjana Salakaya Chakshurudmilitam Jena Tasmahe Shri Gurave Namaha Shri Chaitanya Manobhishtam Stapitam Jena Bhutale Swayam Rupakadamahyam Dratiswapadantikam Mukam Karoti Vachalam Pankum Langhayate Garim Yadkripa Tamaham Bande Shri Gurum Dinatarinam So, two points, both very important. The first is that Any contact with Krishna, even if a person is inimical to him, and, and this is really what the verse says, uh, you'll be purified. There will be a positive, there will be a positive outcome from any interaction with Krishna. Because it may take some time to manifest. <laughs> and of course here, the point is that, and, and Prabhupada starts off by saying, one should not conclude that because Krishna is unaffected by favorable prayers or unfavorable blasphemy, one should therefore blaspheme the Supreme Lord. Because of course this is what Sisupal and uh, Jai and Vijay and their various incarnations did. <clears throat> but of course, uh, the mood was different in that, and Prabhupada mentions this here, the mood of the um, the, the servants, Jai and Vijay, was even though they were inimical, to Krishna, their service was 
somewhat favourable <laughs> in that they were facilitating the Lord's pastimes. And of course, that, you know, that's the purport of that series of, of, of incarnations or reincarnations of those dedicated servants of Lord Vishnu. But Shishapa was inimical. But even though he was inimical, he was awarded uh, Sayuja Mukti, uh, interestingly enough. But of course, Prabhupada makes the point here that really devotional service should be performed favourably. And that's why there's a distinction between the service as demons of uh, Jai and Vijay and a difference between the mood of Shishupal because Shishupal was totally inimical to Krishna's presence, being, existence. So Prabhupada makes a point here. The regulated principle is favourable devotional service. Even though any contact with Krishna is beneficial, a devotee should be engaged in Krishna Anushilanam. Anukulyena, Krishna Anushilanam. That is, one should serve Krishna very favourably. Prabhupada says here, this is the real injunction. This does not mean, however, that one should be inimical toward the Lord. Mm. So, uh, let there not be any misunderstanding of this verse. Even though it says, by enmity, or by devotional service, by fear, by affection, or by lusty desire. All of these, or any one of them, is uh, a contact, a connection right, with Krishna. If a conditioned soul somehow or other concentrates his mind upon the Lord, the result is the same. For the Lord, because of his blissful position, is never affected by enmity or friendship. And Prabhupada makes a point here. Um, the enemies of Krishna were purified because of their constant chanting of the holy name of Krishna. Even a blasphemy, a blas sorry, a blasphemer can be freed from sinful activities by chanting the holy name of the Lord. So there's benefit. Freedom is assured for a devotee who was always favourable to the service of the Lord. Now, 
And then Prabhupada again clarifies this point. The purpose of this verse is to emphasize that even the enemy of the Lord can be delivered, not to speak of his friend. Um, what's the title of the chapter? Ah, good. I didn't hear what anybody said. But if one person speaks, yes, the Supreme Lord is equal to everyone and favourably inclined to everyone. Even, even uh, Krishna is thinking of the benefits for the demons. What, uh, what is it? Suridam Savabhutanam. He's the friend of everybody. And even he's thinking of how to benefit those who are inimical, the demons. Of course, as Prabhupada points out, the demons will be punished for their poor behaviour. Prabhupada says even one lifetime, right? one lifetime, you'll have to cop it. Uh, or, or many lifetimes, as is mentioned in the Bhagavad Gita. So, and, and this is somewhat the essence of devotional service, is that everything is meant to be done ultimately for Krishna's pleasure. Krishna is the centre of all of the activities of a devotee. And a devotee is always thinking of how to perform activities that are... Welcome, Mahatmaji. A devotee is always thinking how to please, how to perform their service, how to engage their, the mind and the senses uh, and their speech in activities that are pleasing to Krishna. This is the mood of a, mood of a, of a devotee. Yeah, there are many. One should not try to worship Krishna unfavorably. Otherwise, he must be punished at least for one life to be purified. Right. It reminds me of the, there was a, we used to have three devotees that were, would come to the temple, coming to the temple in the late 70s, early 80s. And um, we used to call them the three gunas. Right? And um, uh, one of them was challenged to chant Hare Krishna. And, and um, he was determined. He was determined to prove that chanting Hare Krishna didn't have an effect on you. <laughs> and so he stayed in the temple for a week and chanted 16 rounds, but then left. And that was his goal. <laughs> But um, uh, it was interesting, those fellows were actually quite favourable. 
And um, I remember later on, maybe five years later, I was, you know, it was in the middle of the 80s, I suppose, so computers were, personal computers were a new thing. And um, one of them was selling computers, and I happened to bump into him. And he helped us out, you know, even though he was, hadn't so fully surrendered to Krishna, he was still actually very favourable to the devotees. So despite their best efforts to not be influenced by Krishna consciousness, they, they couldn't be, they couldn't help but be affected. And, and you know, any, any service effectively is, I remember there was another devotee called Girid Hari Rupa who was famous for throwing rotten vegetables at the Harinam party. <laughs> right. And, uh, but eventually, you know, he got, obviously got, was purified and so much so that he became a devotee and took initiation from Srila Prabhupada. So there, there are many examples of, you know, animosity or at least, you know, uh, somewhat unfavorable service, but which ultimately the the performer is awarded by purification. Um, but of course, that's not the desired uh, focus for a sadhaka. The and Prabhupada mentions here. The, the, the desired focus for somebody who wants to make advancement in devotional service is to perform devotional service favorably. favorably. And, and Prabhupada quotes, his, it is somewhat different to um, what Srila Prabhupada would often quote, but it's similar, anukulyasya grahanam Pratikulyasya Varajanam. So what is it? Anukalyasya Sankalpa, right? Yeah. So it must be a similarity between Grahanam, grahanam and Sankalpa. So one is recommended that the process of surrender is to uh, accept that which is favourable and reject that which is unfavourable to the process of, to the practice of bhakti. And of course, that's why we associate with the devotees, why the association of the devotees is so important, and, and um, why we accept a mentor or a teacher, we accept a guru, and the guru instructs the disciple. In the beginning, of devotional service, one accepts a spiritual master, and what's the purpose? The purpose is to inquire and to then receive instructions. And the, the um, receipt or the acceptance of those instructions um, um, are basically that. Accept that which is favourable, reject that which is unfavourable. And Prabhupada mentions in the Nectar of Devotion how one may be inclined to hold on to something, but he has to give it up. 
right? And um, one may be um, disinclined to accept something, but has to because it's favourable, right? Favourable for the practice of devotional service. So the beginning of bhakti means accepting instructions, accepting a spiritual master. And, and you know, that can be a very simple thing. Uh, most of us have, uh, must have accepted some instructions from a devotee that they've met. Otherwise, why would we start chanting Hare Krishna? What's, generally, the first instruction we receive from the devotees is what? What's the first instruction you got from the devotees? From a devotee? Come to the temple. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, that's good. Chant Hare Krishna. Yeah, of course it is. The first time I went to the Sunday feast, a devotee collared me and he said, do you know how to chant Hare Krishna? I said, yes. He said, okay. Here's your beads, chant 16 rounds. <laughs> uh, and I, you know, Chicharipa and I took those, we took the devotees very seriously. We thought, ooh, we can't ignore the instructions that we receive from the devotees. And of course, my friends had been telling me the same thing uh, for some months, I would say. You know, go to Mongoladi, chant 16 rounds. So this is very favourable, you know, it's, it's, it's practically speaking the beginning of bhakti. Harinama, 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 eva kevalam kalo, nasjeva, 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 gatira, nyita. And of course, then, uh, um, that means putting aside the time and putting aside the right time to chant so that their maximum benefit uh, can be achieved, received by um, chanting properly, you know, with attention. You know, we say there are no hard and fast rules for chanting Hare Krishna, but in reality, there is a science to chanting Hare Krishna that is quite, um, uh, exacting, quite demanding. Uh, one has to chant with attention. One has to stay awake. Right? There's a little Japa area uh, in the Juhu temple uh, where they've got some chairs set up and they have sets of beads and visitors come in and they, they chant around. With, with the devotees. Well, there was one brahmacharya I used to see every morning sitting on the bench in this area. And whenever I saw him, he was like this. <laughs> Always asleep. <laughs> so I guess there's benefit from sitting in that place where people chant. <laughs> but, but, one will get more benefit by staying awake and actually chanting oneself. So 
there are things that are favourable. Chanting is good, but chanting with attention is better and will bring about the desired results because, you know, we, we hear from the... Every morning we chant. You know, if you're... If, you're, uh, if we're um, inflicted with or if we're um, affected by the ten offences, if we engage in any of the ten offences in chanting Hare Krishna, then we won't get the desired result. What is it? Bahu Jamma, Kari. Right? After, even after performing many bursts of chanting, you won't make progress. Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasvati Thakur gives the example of the wedding party. Right? You've heard the story of the wedding party? Yeah. We just went to a few weddings. I now know what an Indian wedding is. I highly recommend that you stay away from them. <laughs> um, uh, so anyway, a wedding, a wedding is often a great cause for celebration. Uh, and uh, in Bengal, the mode of transport was generally by ferry, you know, by those boats that are pushed along by the, by the boatmen. Um, why, and that's why we have that, you know, there's a story that Prabhupada uh, tells about the boatman and the scholar. Right. And, and you see it in Navadweep, in Mayapur and Navadweep. If you want to go to Navadweep from Mayapur, what do you do? Got to go by a boat. Right? If you want to go from... Uh, Taranpur Road to the other side of the Jalangi, then what do you do? Catch a boat. You know, I've sat on. I've sat sat at that gut for hours actually, and just watched people come and go. Chant Hare Krishna. Very nice. Well, I like it as a place just to sit and chant. But you see the villagers, and you know sometimes they'll get a a Maruti van, and they'll drive it onto the onto the boat. Uh, that's always interesting because <laughs> you know, it'd be quite amusing to see a, a Maruti Suzuki go into the, into the Jalangi. But uh, they've obviously done it many times. And you know, they, they drive up with their scooters and on, onto the boat they go and then across. So, uh, boats were a mode of transport in, in Bengal, many, and many canals. And so the wedding party came, the, the, the groom's family came to the, to the house of the bride and um, there was a marriage ceremony. And then in great jubilation, but late at night, everybody hopped on the boat and um, proceeded to return home. But when they woke up in the morning, they discovered that they were still in the same place. And why was that? Because the boatman had forgotten to untie the boat. <laughs> They'd be paddling all night, but going nowhere. Because right? he hadn't untied the, the mooring rope. Right? So Bhakti Siddhanta Sasvati Thakur 
uses this example to show if we maintain our material attachments, right, then we won't make progress. We'll still remain in the same place. And, and that's the essence, if you like, of anukulyena grihanam pratikulyasya varijanam. One has to accept those things that are favourable for the progress of devotional service and one has to give up the unfavourable. Uh, and, and, and if we don't, then progress will be slow. Right? Undoubtedly, there's benefits from, from chanting Hare Krishna. Even, even and, and, and we see that in the Bhagavatam with examples like, uh, who's the classic example of the benefits of chanting? Ajamil, is it? He's the epitome of the benefits of chanting. Uh, and even here, Prabhupada says, the demons are benefited because of their chanting. Right? But still, we know the science of chanting. Yes, there's benefits. But if there is an unfavorable attitude, what happens? We, we make slow progress or we don't make any progress at all. Bahu Jamma Kariyari Shravana Kirtan Tabu Tanapaya Krishna. What's next? Pari Premadana. You don't get the ecstasy or the, the, the Prema Bhakti. This is the ultimate goal of the chanting. Therefore, our chanting needs to be done with great care and attention, not some sniggity rhymes. Right? Hurdy gurdy sniggity ram. It needs, it needs to be done, and and you know early in the morning. Um, without distractions, then one can connect to the sub, the the substrata of, of, uh, spiritual. Existence. There, there, there will be a, a, a connection with the, with, the, um, with the spiritual energy, which is what the Hare Krishna mantra is effectively um, doing for us. It's connecting us to Krishna and service to Krishna. And that service has to be done in a particular mood. And when our chanting is done with that focus and attention and that correct mood, then our path in bhakti is automatically opened up for us. <clears throat> and we'll, one will then make rapid advancement, rapid progress. That's the advantage of chanting Hare Krishna. Not, not that we are freed from the reactions of our sinful activities. Of course, that's a benefit. But the real purpose is to, is to connect and to be engaged in in devotional service, so that we're making progress towards that that prema nam, if you like, uh, um, uh, um, a point that um, Gurgovinda Maharaj would make often. You know, devotional service should be performed free from these um, inebriates or these desires that are influenced by material 
a contact them or two. And, and that mood of wanting to enjoy their material energy for oneself rather than use it in Krishna's service. Okay, I'm going to finish here. Does anybody have any comments or questions? Haribo, Sibya. You told us about the marriage story, how Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur mm -hmm. says that if we keep our material attachments to us, then we hardly make any progress in Bhakti, even if we chant the whole day. So my question is, do I have to make a separate effort to remove my material desires for material things, or will it just come with chanting and doing devotional service? You answered your own question. Yes. Actually, both. Both. But it'll automatically happen if you chant Hare Krishna. Because we'll all have material desires. Hands up. Those of you who don't have any material desires, please raise your hands. Uh, inclinations at least yeah but the interesting thing is if you chant Hare Krishna then automatically service to Krishna will replace one's inclination to perform inappropriate or be attracted you know to to uh, materialistic pursuits where where basically one's False identification with the body, with the mind and the senses um, influences our mood or our attitude or our activities. Um, so you can't give up desire. Anybody noticed? Pretty hard to give up desire. In fact, you can't. It's not possible. You can't do it. And, and if you were to give up all desire, have a guess what? You couldn't live. Right? You wouldn't be alive. Bhaktivinoda Thakur says. Right. So it's not that we give up desire because you can't. It's intrinsic to who we are. Huh? But, and this is why chanting Hare Krishna is so powerful, so important and, and perfect, is that instead of giving up desire, we sublimate, we purify it. Right? And, and even I was um, doing, doing some research into Rupa Goswami and, and Prabhupada's references to the to the the six Goswamis of Vrindavan. And in the teachings of Queen Kunti, tenth chapter, Prabhupada says that we we don't it, it's he says basically it's impossible to renounce things. Right? 
But what we generally do, you know, to give up things, but generally what we do is replace one thing with another. Right? Does that make any sense? So, for example, um, we give up desires to pursue sense gratification, to embrace desires to please Krishna's senses, right? And we learn or we experience in the process of doing that that we also enjoy. So Prabhupada makes a point, you know, a child will give up the propensity to play to be engaged in studies, right? So the, the propensity to act, and Prabhupada often, often gives the example of engaging children in positive activities because otherwise children will do what? What's that? That's, yeah, they'll wreck everything, right? And what's another example? Uh, there is another example, well, I've forgotten it now. So, yeah, this notion of renunciation is not that we give up everything because it's by our nature to be active. Krishna mentions that in the Bhagavad Gita. What will repression accomplish? Or, you know, trying to give up stuff. Give up. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I don't want it, I don't want it. But, you know, that, that very, that attachment to that thing is an indic indicative of our or that inclination towards those inappropriate activities is, is um, indicative of the fact that we must act. So rather than, you know, our, 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 our form of renunciation is not to try and give up things, but rather embrace who we are and, and our propensities, our, our natural uh, propensities to act, but engage them in positive action. Right? So when we're chanting Hare Krishna, we're praying to Krishna, please engage me in your service. Not that we stop doing things, you know, to avoid bad karma, if you like. You can't. One has to be one has to be active. One will, will be active. And, and hence this notion, if you're not active, then what are you? You're dead, right? So we have to act. So um, um, two things, we chant Hare Krishna to purify and to, to, to uh, sublimate those, the propensity to act such that the activities are done in relationship to Krishna and so therefore they're favourable and purifying. Um, and at the same time, we also, by following the regulated principles, um, we know we can discriminate, we can choose between things that we should do and things that we shouldn't. And, and a proper mentions in that, few paragraphs he said he says that act, and and we learn what those activities are by studying the teachings of the Goswamis uh, and Rupa Goswami tells us 
Utsahan Nishchaya Darya Tatkama and what's the other one? Um, the first one? What is it? Um, Atiyahara. Too much eating or too much um, accumulation of unnecessary things. Prayasas, over endeavor. Jnana huh? prayas, karma prayas, and so many endeavors that we perform that are actually useless. Or for things that are not beneficial for our spiritual life. So, combination of the both, right? Chan Hare Krishna, it purifies. Also, um, making decisions, yes, no, based on the, well, especially on the teachings of the Goswami, so especially Rupa Goswami, and, and those details uh, you can find in the, ne the, the nectar of instruction. Uh, also in the nectar of devotion. You know, the mood of a devotee. The mood of a devotee we can learn. Mm. Yeah, which is, which is important. Because, you know, we see the devotees uh, engaging in activities sometimes that it appears brings attention to themselves, right? And yet generally a devotee is humble and doesn't want to be praised or glorified. In fact, if a devotee is praised and glorified, they become embarrassed and more humble, right? Rupa Goswami mentions this in the beginning of... Um, um, the dra what is it, Lalita? What's that drama? Yes, yep. And he and he, and he says he makes the point. He he's more or less apologizing apologizing to the devotees that he's saying, but I'm going to speak. I'm going to speak up. I'm going to speak out, even though it's natural for a devotee to remain reserved, and not self-promoting, but now I'm going to speak up. I apologise for the fact that I'm now going to talk. Well, that's... So when it comes to service to Krishna, then a devotee is happy to embrace any activity and any uh, austerity, um, so long as it's pleasing to Krishna. And that's favourable, which is the point here. Service should be favourable if one wants to make progress. And if you want to perform some unfavorable devotional service, then, well, stick around. It may take some time to become purified. And, and, and we can assume that because that's, you know, the situation that we probably all face in many respects. We must have performed devotional service in our past lives, right? Otherwise, we wouldn't be here now. Devotional service is an accumulation of the, the 
purification. But at the same time, why are we stuck in a material world? Why are we stuck in the material um, because, world, Sibya? Because you wanted to enjoy separate from Krishna. Mm, yes, it's a problem, isn't it? But by the association of the devotees, by the chanting of Hare Krishna, by studying the Bhagavatam, by worshipping Radha Balaba, Lord Chaitanya, Lord Nichananda, Jagannath Balaram, Subhadra, um, by preaching, we'll be purified. Right? And then next lifetime, where will we be? With Krishna. Huh? Still visiting 197 Dank Street, Albert mm. Park. Mm and still engaging in devotional service. So what's the problem? Anybody have a problem with that? By enmity or devotional service, by affection or by lusty desire, by all of or any of them, if a condition soul somehow or other concentrate. So here it says either by enmity, the result is the same. Yeah, so how would we see that? Yeah, that's the benefit. But as Prabhupada points out, but don't think this is okay. <laughs> huh? There are benefits, but don't think it's okay to be unfavorably inclined towards Krishna. Thank you, Prabhu. Welcome back. Prabhuji, in the third canto, when there is the fight between Hiranyaksha and Lord Varahadev, yeah. there is a verse which explains that when Hiranyaksha is calling Varahadev by names, you forest dweller thief. So there is a verse which says that the Lord is pained by the shaft-like abusive words of the demon. And in the purport, Srila Prabhupada says that, you know, Mayavadi philosophers and demon-like people who decry the Lord actually pain his heart because he is a supreme sentient being. Mm. And here we see that he's not affected. He, his response to Shishupal, that episode, that and Prabhupada explains here that he was not affected by the abuses hurled at him and he still benefited Shishupal. Yeah. So what is the premise of this equanimity in the Lord when he's the supreme sentient being explained earlier that He's, his heart actually pained when, you know, he's denied or decried. Thank you. It's, it's, um, it appears to be contradictory, right? And, um, but, we as individuals are quite capable of holding more than one position in relationship to others or to, you know. And, and uh, I don't know if you've ever experienced having friends who you sometimes wonder, why am I friendly with these people? Huh? <laughs> and so, on some occasions we enjoy their association, on other occasions we think this guy's an absolute, you know, pain, <laughs> right? And that may be true, 
may be true. So Krishna being the source of our, you know, being the supreme personality, he can hold both equanimity and uh, also feel the pain of the inappropriate behaviour of others, right? Because, you know, he knows. You know, sooner or later this fellow's going to have to surrender, (laughs) right? And so he's equal to everyone. Samoham Savabhuteshu mentions that in the Bhagavad Gita. But he also says, but I'm also favorably inclined to those who worship me, you know, favorably. He's equal to everybody, but at the same time inclined to his devotees, right? So this is the the depth of the Lord's uh, character and and it shows how the even the equanimity you know and the handing out of whatever punishments are required is a feature of his compassion actually right he's compassionate and so you know he's the supreme personality of godhead atmarama and nothing affects him on the one hand but at the same time he's also pained by the by the misbehavior of the demons or the the those who have forgotten their relationship with him so he's feeling separation you know he's feeling that separation keenly and that's the reason why lord why he appears in a form of lord chaitanya and why he gives you know that depth of compassion that he has why he gives freely the most intimate of relationships with himself through the chanting of Hare Krishna, right? Which is rarely achieved by anybody. But in the Kali Yuga, in this particular Kali Yuga, he appears in a very compassionate form. Um, and we see that's the com- that, that compassion is part of his divine... Um, character, divine personality, um, and and it's a characteristic that exists also within the devotees because it's also Srimati Radharani's in most endearing quality. Right. So uh, Krishna can, just as we can, have different uh, feelings for and reciprocation with. Demons, devotees, whatever. So on the one hand, he can be, you know, detached from and equipoised and, you know, hand out the punishment. <laughs> right. But even, you know, there's the saying of the parent to the child, this is going to hurt me more than it hurts you. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Now, why do parents punish their children? Have you worked that out yet? <laughs> Not paying attention. <laughs> That's okay. Why do parents punish children? Why do parents punish children? If you know why? Discipline. 
Is it, is it a form of affection or a form of animosity? Huh? Teach them good values. Why do we discipline our children? Because we don't want to see them hurt, right? <clears throat> there were some rules in our house and one of the major rules was you're not allowed to play in a cupboard under the kitchen sink, right? Because that's where all the detail and the, you know all the poisons basically that's where they're kept. Uh, so if you were any, playing anywhere near the cupboard, get out of there. Why don't we let children go and play on the freeway? <laughs> so uh, yeah, compassion, love love, real affection and compassion. Uh, and, and the delivery of that may be done in a equiport, you know, you can't be crying while you're hitting your children. <laughs> well, you, no, you're not allowed to hit your children. Right? How does that sound? Is that okay? Yeah, yeah. Krishna can have, as we can, we can, you, we can hold different emotions for the same person because of our, the the you know the multiplicity of our interactions with them, and so and and even those emotions may be contradictory. And so we hold, we can't hold them at the same time, right? But there's nothing wrong with that. That's quite normal. That's what people do, right? I remember my paternal grandmother was a was quite a sour puss. <laughs> do you know what a sour puss is? Unhappy and somewhat grumpy <laughs> but she was a good cook <laughs> right so we can hold different feelings of affection and <laughs> detachment at the same time Okay, let's go. Grantaraj Srimad Bhagavatam Ki Jai, Siddha Prabhupada Ki Jai, Gora Bhakta Brinda Ki Jai. Hare Krishna.